16 Elo, Ted Zion Elo, Tzaddik, his conversations, 590. One of the Rebbe's followers was in Petersburg. From there, he wrote the Rebbe many letters speaking of the great anguish he felt at having been cast into such a place. The Rebbe had himself said a number of times that it was very hard there to remain firm in serving God because it was a very dangerous place. Once, the Rebbe referred to this man's difficulties and said, The very fact that he is so afraid that he might not be able to stay firm will itself give him the strength and support he needs to remain steadfast and not fall. 591. Someone once asked the Rebbe if he should become a schoolteacher. The Rebbe said, No, for he said there were three situations which he regarded as undesirable, that of a slaughterer, a schoolteacher, and a chassid in a small town, because one could easily fall into pride. It would be better for you to become a merchant or a businessman, only, when you walk in the street, verbalize how much contempt you have for this world. 592. One of the young men was speaking to the Rebbe and said, I want to be a good Jew. But do you want to want? The Rebbe replied, Someone with sense will see that these few words contain a great deal, as is clear to anyone who is familiar with the Rebbe's holy teachings. May we be worthy to fulfill them. Rebbe Nachman's wisdom. His wisdom, 293. The Rebbe once spoke to one of his followers about praying with devotion. He said, Voice arouses feeling. The opposite is also true, for feeling can also arouse the voice. Pray with feeling. Bring every thought and emotion into each word. Your voice will automatically be awakened and you will pray out loud. This has been seen many times. 294. I heard this from the Rebbe's own holy lips. It is customary to recite the Tikkuni Zohar, as well as many prayers and petitions after the regular services during the month of Elul. It is also a custom to stay in the synagogue and study hall later than usual. The Rebbe said, The melody of the Tikkuni Zohar and the fatigue resulting from staying so late in the study hall are all taken on high and made into great and lofty things. See his wisdom, number 127. 295. I heard that the Rebbe spoke of encouraging oneself in prayer as follows. No matter what you are, you can strengthen yourself and stubbornly pray to God. The Rebbe said that you should think in the following manner. I may be far from God because of my many sins. Let it be. If this is so, then there can be no perfect prayer without me. For the Talmud teaches that every prayer that does not include the sinners of Israel is not a true prayer. Kritut 6b Prayer is like an incense offering. The Torah requires that the incense contain chelbana, galbanum, Exodus 30.34, even though it has a vile odor by itself. If I consider myself a sinner, then I am an essential ingredient of every prayer service. No prayer is perfect without me. I, the sinner, must strengthen myself even more to pray to God and trust that in His mercy He will accept my prayer. I am the perfection of the prayer, the chelbana, in the incense. Just like the vile-smelling chelbana is an essential ingredient of the sweet incense, 
So my tainted prayer is a vital ingredient of the prayers of all Israel. Without it, prayer is deficient. Like incense, without the, the alphabet book, rebuke, A, 14. As long as there is rebuke in the world, contentment and good and blessing come to the world. 15. Rebuke mitigates harsh judgment and promotes loving kindness. Rebuke, B, 1. When a person wants to inspire others to serve God, but lacks the requisite level of righteousness and has no ancestral merit, he should avoid being tested. He should particularly keep from arousing the jealousy of the wicked. 2. Anyone who brings those distant from God to serve him is given the power to bless others. 3. A person who rejects rebuke should know that he will have to borrow from others. This is alluded to through a combination of the verses in Proverbs. Words of rebuke will not move a slave to correct his ways. 29.29, and a borrower becomes a slave to the lender, 22.7. Kitzer Likutei Moharan 2, lesson number 67, in the beginning, Genesis 1.1, before the eyes of all Israel, Deuteronomy 34.12. 1. The true tzaddik is the splendor, the beauty, and the grace of the whole world, and he is the master of the house of the whole world. He is also the master of the house of the Holy Temple, since he radiates light to the Holy Temple and to the entire world. For he is the light, the splendor, the beauty and the grace of the whole world. Now, when this tzaddik becomes renowned and his name attains greatness in the world, God's name is thereby magnified in the world as well. The more that the name of the tzaddik is magnified and beautified, the more God's name is magnified and beautified. Anyone who is included in the name of this true tzaddik, who is the splendor and grace of the whole world, that is, anyone who draws close to him and is included in his name, this person's eyes are thereby opened, and he begins to look at himself and where he stands in terms of all of the character traits, and he begins to return to God in repentance for all of the bad traits in which he is flawed. He also merits to look at the greatness of the Creator, and to look at the rectification of the world. And he merits to draw upon himself holy and pure mental faculties from this holy name of the true tzaddik. 2. Conversely, God forbid, when the name of the true tzaddik is hidden and it departs from the world, and all sorts of false figures gain status and renown who have no connection whatsoever with the name of God, then, so to speak, the name of God is diminished and hidden in the world. Then sorcerers and charmers become ascendant, and things come into the world, God forbid, which only impure names and spells are effective in combating, God forbid. As a result, fires come to the world, may God save us, and the light of the eyes departs. This is the concept of the burning of the holy temple, which also occurred as a result of the departure of this illuminating light, since, due to this, the light of fire took over. Thus, when the true tzaddik departs from the world, this corresponds to the burning of the holy temple. And then, it is as if the Jewish people are cast out to flounder in the streets, God forbid. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Turkey Prince A royal prince once became mad and thought that he was a turkey. He felt compelled to sit naked under the table, pecking at bones and pieces of bread like a turkey. The royal physicians all gave up hope, 
of ever curing him of this madness, and the king suffered tremendous grief. A sage then came and said, I will undertake to cure him. The sage undressed and sat naked under the table next to the prince, picking crumbs and bones. Who are you? asked the prince. What are you doing here? And you, replied the sage, what are you doing here? I am a turkey, said the prince. I am also a turkey, answered the sage. They sat together like this for some time, until they became good friends. One day, the sage signaled the king's servants to throw him shirts. He said to the prince, What makes you think that a turkey can't wear a shirt? You can wear a shirt and still be a turkey. With that, the two of them put on shirts. After a while, he signaled them again, and they threw him a pair of pants. Just as before, he said, What makes you think that you can't be a turkey if you wear pants? Letters, year 1, letter number 221, with God's help, Wednesday, the 25th day of the numbering of the children of Israel, 5596, Nemerov. Warm greetings to my honored friend whom I love as myself, the learned and illustrious Reb Shmuel Weinberg. May his light shine. I received your letter on Monday of this week. I had already heard the noise of their slanderous attack before Pesach, in which they distort the words of the living God written in the Alphabet book, Da'at B, 1 and 2. So it was no news to me. I already heard several years ago that the Mitnagdim had found an opportunity here to go astray and to press on in their campaign of opposition. For a person is led in the direction he wishes to go. The Torah has two powers. For the worthy, it is an elixir of life. For the unworthy, a deadly poison. Each person can find in the Torah what he wants. We have likewise seen that the heretics explain the essence of our holy Torah, Moses' Torah of truth, in accordance with their own evil ideas. How much more so do they do this with the rest of the holy literature? In recent generations, this phenomenon was particularly prevalent with the books of the Baal Shem Tov and his holy students, with which the opponents, the Londim, literally learners, found fault. Despite the fact that a few of these opponents were tzaddikim and giants in Torah knowledge, they looked for and found what they thought to be the case, as if, God forbid, the writings of the students of the Baal Shem Tov, known as Hasidim, are against the Torah, God forbid. But if those opposing us had taken exception to this one statement alone, I would certainly be able to respond to them. But, as is perfectly well known, they oppose us intensely even before this, shamelessly taunting, abusing, and mocking us without limit and for no reason, simply because the hearts of all the Rebbe's followers both those who hailed in his holy name during his life and those who became attached to him after his passing, burn with a great and holy fire for God and his Torah and to pray with intensity. The Rebbe's followers take heed of the fact that this word is abs- world is absolute vanity, having no substance. They accustom themselves to follow the Rebbe's holy advice, which is included in the 613 councils of the Torah, and which direct the person to walk in the path of truth, the path that our holy ancestors have always followed. What can we say? What can we say? How fortunate we are to have been saved from their error. God gave us life as our lot, to draw close to a light of holiness and truth.
such as this. Nelson's letters, year two, letter number 475, with God's help, Thursday, Lech Lecha, 5605, Breslov. Warm greetings to my beloved son, may he live, along with the rest of his family, may they live. I received your letter just now. I will not respond to it, however, as I already sent you a letter through Reb Nachman from Heisen. I am pained by what you wrote, because it appears that you have not yet left behind your fears concerning the various matters in which you are involved. But see, my dear son, how correct I am in what I always say about the bitterness of the affairs of this world. It is all rooted in what they, our sages, said, Zohar 1, 241, were it not for the salt, the world would not be able to endure the bitterness. It would be appropriate for you to receive hints from this by which to bring yourself to joy at all times, that we merited to know, etc. Come and look upon the might of your master, for we know that the days of Hanukkah are approaching. Hanukkah embodies the concept of the dedication of the temple, which is effected in accordance with our Salachna, please forgive, plea, on Yom Kippur. No matter what, Israel as a whole certainly effected some pardon and forgiveness through their plea of Salachna. Thus, there will certainly be a sprouting of the seeds of salvation on Hanukkah, and likewise, a beginning of the dedication of the temple. This, in turn, will cause the illumination of son and student to shine forth eternally and to radiate his godliness to those who dwell on high spiritual levels and to those who dwell down below on low spiritual levels, and they will be included in one another. Then God's glory will fill the whole world, and we will all recognize his greatness and exalted glory. Lekute Moharan 2, 7 Furthermore, in the place of his greatness, there we find his humility, through which he pitied us and shone upon us lights such as these. Let us be happy and rejoice in his salvation. The words of your father, Nassan of Breslov. Thanks to his holy name for your son's salvation, may they live. So may he always save you and rescue you from all pain and fear, and may he strengthen your heart and the hearts of your children, may they live, for his service, for this is our life, forever. Shemur HaTzadikim, Rav Yaakov HaKohin, Rav Evoma Bar Shirira, Rav Kohen Sedek Bar Rav Avuma, Rav Avram Bar Sharira, Rav Yosef Bar Chia, Rav Shalom Bar Mordechai, Rav Yitzchak Bar Chanania, Rav Naturenai Ben Rav Hilai Bar Rav Mari, Rav Yosef Bar Rav Mordechai, Rav Paltoi Bar Abaya, Rav Amram, Rav Acho, Rav Menachem Berid Rav Yosef Bar Chia, Rav Matityahu, Rav Nachshon bar Rav Tzadok, Rav Abba bar Rav Ami, Rav Tzemach bar Palatve, Rav Tzemach bar Rav Chaim, Rav Hai Bered Rav Nachshon, Rav Hai bar David, Rav Hilai bar Rav Naturenai, Rav Kamoi bar Rav Achoi, Rav Shalom bar Rav Mishael, Rav Yaakov bar Rav Naturenai, Rav Yehuda bar Shmuel, Rav Mivshar HaKohen, Rav Kohen Sedek, Rav Saadia, Rav Tzemach bar Rav Kafna, Rav Chanina bar Yehuda, Mar Rav Nechemia bar Rav Tzaduk, Rav Kohen Sedek, Rav Sharira, Rav Moshe, his son Rav Chanoch, who were held captive with Rav Chushiel, father of Rav Chananel, Rav Shemaria bar Elchanan, 
Rav Natan Dayan Vechasir Gadol, Rav Yosef Bar Yitzchak Shitanch Ben Avitur, Rabbi Yisrael Gaon, Rav Hai Gaon Bar Rav Sharira, the last of the Rav Gaon. Nussin's prayers two, prayer number forty-nine on Sichot Haran ninety-six. One thing have I asked of Hashem, that do I seek. May I sit in the house of Hashem all the days of my life, gazing upon the pleasantness of Hashem and visiting in His palace. Master of the world, filled with compassion, have pity and mercy on me, save me and help me. Strengthen my heart so that from now on I will start to accustom myself to be in the world to come. May I move and shift myself away from the desires and vanities of this world and accustom myself to do without eating, drinking, and marital relations as in the world to come, where there are no this-worldly desires at all. My life has been worn out with grief. A great many of my years have passed and I have grown old. My passing days move onward continuously, and every day I come closer to the day of my death. And everyone must go on this path, on the way of all the earth. Help me begin to act in accordance with the customs of the place to which I am destined to go, without any doubt, whether sooner or later, whether I will live a little more or much more. Either way, everything will slip away like a passing shadow, and I must go there. In that place there are no desires or evil traits, none of the characteristics of this world, no false honor or prestige. That is the world of truth. There a person is not accompanied by silver, gold, precious stones, or pearls, or by any desires or honors of this world. To the contrary, only those who are cleansed and purified of all desires with special holiness and purity can succeed there. And I am so far from that. I have experienced what I have experienced, and I have done what I have done. Purify me at any rate from now on, so that I will begin to have true pity and compassion on myself. May I begin to prepare my steps for the world to come, to which I am destined to go without any doubt. Even if I were to live a thousand years, that would not give me enough time pr to prepare provisions for that distant journey, even if during all of my days I had not incurred any blemishes. How much more is it the case now that I have blemished so much? And I am filled with transgressions, sins, offenses, evil desires, extensive flaws, and a great deal of damages beyond measure, evaluation, or accounting. Have compassion on me. From now on, at any rate, may I truly begin to have compassion on myself. You who have compassion on me from heaven, help me and save me at every hour and minute, so that I will no longer return to my foolishness. Instead, from now on, May I begin to accustom myself to be in the world to come, to accustom myself to do without eating, drinking, marital relations, or other desires. Hearken to the good in my prayers. In your vast compassion, have pity on me. Arouse your compassion for me, a person as blemished, maimed, and corrupt as I am, with a broken and crushed heart, a base person, despised in people's eyes. Recall, do not forget, all of my outcries, clamors, sighs, prayers, pleas, and requests, of which not even a single word is lost, heaven forbid, that I have expressed before you who test the heart and kidneys. Although these prayers are adulter adulterated with a great deal of worthless material, you look at the little bit of good, at the good points within them. 
you look at a number of true words and good points in them, which have in truth aroused your compassion for me a number of times, and because of which you have helped me extensively.' 